CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is my good friend, Mr. James Miles. He is a staff writer extraordinaire over there on THP. You can find all of his writing, uh, which he's done quite a bit of this year. What's up, James? Oh, I am living the the dream of here comes the summer weather. <laughs> <laughs> is that like code for it's going to be Oklahoma hot soon? It is. We got lucky this week, and I looked at the forecast a little while ago, and it's like 96, 96, 96. Okay, great. Here we are. We're here. You know, the one thing I tend to forget pretty easily is that my climate isn't the only climate that people deal with. So it was hot <laughs> here last week, and then it was like, okay. We we got like two or three weeks of like really bake out your golf course type of weather. Uh, all the neighbors are just dumping dumping water on their lawns. I'm like, hey, burn it out. I'll, I'll grow it back later. It's fine. It, it looks fine. I'm painting a bad picture here. It looks fine. We've got a bit of work to do on some parts, but it looks fine. No, but uh, it we tend to get like uh, a little blip of early summer here, and then we get some cool, which we're getting right now. It's like not crazy, 75-ish during the day. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get a big blip again here soon of probably pure heat. But you're, you're like diabolical like diablo level surface of the sun is that what we're coming into yeah i mean we we've got like last couple weeks we caught up on all of our drought so we've had a lot of rain and then this week it's been i mean it's been pretty pleasant like low 80s for us right now in june feels like stealing and you get to play a lot of golf in it and enjoy it but i also like the heat because i'll actually go out at like noon because all of the older people on the course won't go out and i don't mean that in a bad way it just it doesn't bother me right now so i'll go out in the heat and play really fast and get to play more golf which is a win guys saying it with a bit of a a bit of a pink face tonight too (laughs) i know i didn't put sunscreen on and the dock is gonna be bad yeah yeah you don't want to mess with her um how is the golf game are we coming around Uh, we are finally, I mean, I, I, last we talked about it, like I was so focused with the end of the season, the coaching thing and, and then having to like rediscover everything because <laughs> I didn't play much at all at the beginning of the year. So I'm trying to catch up and the more I play, the more comfortable I get and the more comfortable I get, the more the swing comes back. But I've also, I'm, I've, I've found a lot more more simple mechanical thoughts that have helped me. And I've, I've picked up some pretty decent speed that I haven't seen in a couple of years. So that's exciting. I have a question. I had no intentions of asking you, but I think it's kind of curious because I feel like other than the craziness, that is a three child home uh, <laughs> and, and the heat of the summer, I feel like this is the part of the year where things really start to come together for you in the golf game. Yeah. Um, and I think my question would be how is this when you start to work on that mental side of things like uh, for as stoic as some folks are, you, you're like a, a bit of a cauldron just waiting to boil over in, in a lot of ways. It's, it's part of your charm, honestly, but I know it's a challenging thing for people who wear their hearts on their sleeves to, to manage emotion on a golf course that that feeling of quicksand comes in 
and 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 really takes hold when things aren't going right. So when you start to play better golf, is that when you have a chance to really work on your mental side of things? I mean, you don't give me enough credit for how far I've come over the last couple. Of years. I'm painting the picture for you to start. We, we can go into deep, deep no, detail. I, I mean, that's but that's part of where the the coaching thing has really helped with all that, and and but it also like there's expectation levels, right? So whenever I'm coming from spring and not getting to play near as much, I don't I I don't get as upset about things, but I also don't lock in as much. So my mental game as far as focus and decision-making slides, I, I kind of let it just, you know, it's whatever. Like I, I was I used to annoy the kids cause it's like, I can make par from anywhere. Like that. And I'm going to, I'm going to just make you mad because I'm going to make par from the bridge across the way down in the gully and whatever. And, and I don't deserve it. And, uh, uh, but then as, as time goes on and the swing gets better then I work on everything else. I mean, this is year two of me doing decade, and, and that's helped with decision-making on the course, but the coaching has always helped with the mental aspect. I don't really get, I don't get as hot as I used to. Um, I get more disappointed than I do hot. I, I mean, I like I played today and I shot 80, but that's with a quad and two doubles. What about, and, uh, the, what about the term aloof? I'm not, I, I mean, I'm never, I'm never aloof to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, so but, I'll I'll paint the picture here because when golf's always been sort of an exit for me from the crazy emotions of playing other sports. You played football, so it's fairly similar, I would assume, in a an aggression to my sport, which would have been hockey. But when I went to play golf, it was a chance to separate, and it was when I finally figured out how to separate the two that I started to really enjoy the game. And I feel like there got to be that one point where my patience was gone and I had a choice of, do I get mad or do I glaze over? Uh, my eyes get a little bit glossy. I feel like I'm zoned out a lot. And that, that was, that was how I took on bad things happening on the golf course <laughs> <laughs> to put it as bluntly as possible. So I'm kind of curious is when it comes to that for you, do you, I know we've joked around. We've had a couple casual rounds where it's like, all right, things aren't going great. I'm going to do one of two things. One, not care, and two, get beverages. So, or both. <laughs> so you know, I'm curious about that as well. Well, I mean, historically for me, a lot, like as I came through it, it was always short fuse to everything because that's mm -hmm. the way I was wired as a wrestler and a football player and a football coach and everything else to it. But then with time, especially with coaching other kids and seeing them do the same things you do and realizing that's stupid, you kind of learn to separate yourself from it. Um, I, I, this is the time of year as I ease into like actually going out for scoring rounds, which I used to not be able to do either. But what used to be either going to be fire and brimstone or I just don't give a damn. Now I actually have the ability to kind of dig in. And, and, and that's I like the last couple rounds. There's been a couple holes that got away from me mentally. But then there's right after that, there's five holes where I just dig in. And it, it's that I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to go make par. And and I can. So so my my mental game, as much as we like to laugh and joke about where where I was, I mean, it's come a long way. I'm not near as hot headed as I used to be. Thank God. Yeah. Well, so one thing that I'm currently experiencing is my seven year old who believes that every shot should be 
uh, akin to the skills of Tiger Woods. Uh, uh, and much respect to him. Like, hey, good for you for thinking you're going to rip that drive and hit a perfect wedge into the green and then make a putt. But you know, it's been really interesting watching him be emotional about golf because you know he's still figuring it out and you know still making up scores in each hole like the four or five that it takes to to get out of the bunker don't necessarily count every time and (laughs) you know it's it's been interesting because i've been talking him through this whole keep in mind what other people around you think of you and make sure you create a positive experience for them too otherwise you're not going to get the invite back out (laughs) i'm basically threatening my seven-year-old uh to stay home and read a book instead of golf with me and and i realize james how criminally cruel that sounds but in truth i think it's i think it's a skill that's required for younger golfers Uh, and i want to lob that back to you because you have three young ones that are getting out there i've seen the pictures i'm loving them uh can't wait to experience that with you guys but how has that side of things gone for the twins and for little Lottie? Are, are they, are they any of them like you or any of them taking on this game better than both of us would? How, how does it look? I it's, I mean, it's when Maggie shows up to golf camp, all of the high school girls that are there to help out clap and cheer and they're excited to see her. So that's <laughs> like, that's where nice. we're at with her, nice. but no, no, like I, I've intentionally, you know, I've not pushed my kids towards anything at all. And I'm just kind of letting them come around to it. And when we joined the club, I, they had their golf camp come up and the first year you can go is five years old and the twins are five. And as a five-year-old, like they don't have a clue. Their attention span is nothing. You know, they're, they, they love how green everything is. And, you know, Ollie's happy to get to swing a stick around and, and it's just, it's kind of, it is what it is. The best part was going into camp and he's like, well, you know, I already know how to golf dad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, brother. Uh, But no, like to see them today. And I had a good talk with, with one of the the ladies that helps out there. There's been, she's been a PGA instructor for 20 some years and that's all she said. She's like, they're exactly where they need to be because they just have fun. She said they were so much fun. They have fun. And that's all that matters with it right now. And that's all I've ever wanted. Even Charlotte, she's for as much of a perfectionist as she is. I hoped that she would be the way that it's turned out. She's very chill about it all. I mean, she won a long drive thing in her group today. So that was cool. Um, which who knows how far or what direction the ball actually went compared to the other girls in a group, but she had fun with it and she was beaming from ear to ear. So they're way more laid back than I am, which is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So does your course, since you now belong to one, do do they have unique tees for the junior golfers there? So right now, no. Um, One of the other courses in town does where they've got like the little medallions that are set out yeah, there for them yeah and and so here i kind of came in probably about six months after there's been some changeover and i think that's moving forward that that's the plan it's going to be something that's added but the cool thing is is like they had three days of intensive camp and now every week one day a week for eight weeks they go to the course for three hours and they go out on the course and they play no matter what the age they are, they get into groups and they've got a bunch of volunteers and they bounce around, hold a hole and they move them up, you know, to, to a, a number that fits for it, but there's nothing marked for it yet, which I, I, all the courses I've always been on with that. I always thought that was one of the coolest ideas ever. Yeah. So 
I think that's been an interesting addition and not just from uh, I, I want to say there's two reasons why I like it so much. And, and hopefully the listeners out there are enjoying this conversation. I'm sure lots of folks have kids, but here's the here's the kicker. I think the two reasons why I love it is because it is a controlled tee box. You don't just pick something mm-hmm. in the middle of the fairway and say, all right, hit from here and see what happens. Um, now I can tell my kid whether he's making like Cal made a par today. Actually, he's made a par pretty much every time we've gone out from his kids tees and they're, they're nothing crazy, but mm-hmm. it's like you have to hit from his age group two solid shots and have a chance at a putt. But he, he, <laughs> we get up in this par three and you know it well, it's the fifth hole of my course. It's, I, I had 210 yards. He definitely did not. <laughs> um, but he was playing where the red tees were, which is still a pretty solid poke. It's, it's over a hundred yards and he hits one up into the bowl and then chips it on to 20 feet. And it just comes up and casually drains his par putt. Like it's no big deal. And the look of, confidence and success on that kid's face was so comical i mean it's <laughs> first of all as incredible as a dad but the other thing was you could tell it meant more to him because he was playing from his tee box and, and i've always had a case full of balls uh which you can see behind me that have all my holdout shots or my low rounds or whatever it may be in there um and he's now got me writing just the same way on these balls he's making parts that's with. awesome that I would be for, you know, a hole up from 140 yards or, you know, something in the sixties, that kind of thing. So first of all, I think, I think it provides a level of confidence that kids need, uh, and success, I think, uh, which I've been encouraging him to like, let's, if you're going to keep score, then keep score, you know, count all your shots and let's figure it out and then let's get better. But the other thing I really like about it, James, is that for the people behind us, I feel like it's more controlled and, and, you know, I'm very conscious of pace of play and making sure we're not, uh, we're doing everything we can to maintain our pace and, and, and the etiquette of the game, not stomping on the greens, whatever it is. Uh, I tend to do a lot more raking than I used to in bunkers, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the idea that they have these structured tee boxes that encourage kids to not play from, the red tees on every hole, the front tees, I think is a great way to get them to experience the game and not feel like they're cutting it in half and, and allow those folks who are in the groups, their parents to, you know, play at a a reasonable pace. So I'm, I'm hoping that your course adopts that. I think it's a great thing. And, you know, I can't wait to hear which one of the kids becomes the true golfer of the family. It's it's been fun to see, like, cause and it's so far it's like Charlotte and I, I never saw that coming because she's she that's just not her. But and we'll see. And I mean, there'll be love and hate. And if they come to me tomorrow and they tell me they don't want to do it anymore, they're not having fun. Then we'll, they won't do it anymore. That's just that's just the way it stands, you know. I disagree. Force force them completely. <laughs> <laughs> so we know all about your game. It, it's progressing. We know about the kids' game. Um, we haven't talked yet about the country club lifestyle. You you joined a private club. That's exciting, man. I'm all fancy and bougie now. <laughs> bougie, that's the word. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's- no, it, it's good. It was part of us moving over here and, and as with as busy as golf is and here in Stillwater, there's, I mean, there's 
technically, if you count the country club, there's three courses. Well, four if you count Karsten, but I don't count Karsten. Karsten's its own little animal. Uh, but everything's so busy and it made more sense. And, you know, and you get all the other stuff with it. The kids, when they go out there, like I said, everybody knows who they are already, which is hilarious. And, uh, you know, the swimming pool and I can get in a little pickleball action and everything else in between now. It's good. It's really good. That's great. I have a lot of conversations uh, between TH peers, especially those who come into town and play the course. I have... I've always felt like a private club is a critical experience because it's very controlled in a lot of ways. Um, And a big part of that is getting tee times uh, and knowing that when you get a tee time, you can expect to play within a certain amount of time. I think that's been uh, an unbelievably valuable component to the private lifestyle. But the other, the other parts I think that are, they're hard to really understand until you're deep into it is that feeling of comfort that you have with your family on property. It's mm-hmm. you, you mentioned a pool. We have a pool at ours. I think we do our community pool more. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly, I'm fairly light, fair skin. So the idea of me going to pool is basically like, you know, awful, <laughs> but uh, I can't even go to a baseball game without taking an umbrella just in case. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love the idea that you get a level of expectation and a lot of things that are very important to me as a dad and as a family, um, especially time. Time's such a big deal. I don't know what it was like for you prior to that, but do you feel like you are a, a little bit more control of your experience when you get to the golf course now? Well, yeah. And because previously, I mean, I play a lot of golf and that was one of my concerns is I'm like, well, you know, cause it used to be, I knew when I could show up at one of the two courses and probably slide in and get my first round in and then just kind of go again. Well, now it's, you know, you do set your tee time and then when you finish, you go in and you see when's the next time on the sheet you can get back through. And and that's fine. I mean, it leaves a gap and now there's a place I could go eat or whatever else with it. But I I do like that there's a little bit more structure to it. Um, Getting used to calling in and making a tee time is still an interesting one for me. Uh, I wish they would adopt an online system, which they haven't yet, but maybe that's coming. Uh, But they're awesome. Like, I mean, the first week that I I didn't really grasp the difference really. And and the fact that I joined, went through all my initiation, everything else, never talked to anybody up there. The first time I went in the pro shop, they called me by my first name and without any of that, because it's, it's kind of part of it. The fact that I can take my kids up there to a camp and I've only been a member for a month or so. And I have no problem leaving them because I know they're in good hands and I know that they're safe. You know, I know the people around are all, it's just, it's a little bit different. And I'm not downplaying like public golf. Like I, I, I've been a muni guy my whole life. You know, I, that's just, that's all I know. And I still on days where our course is closed or maintenance days, or we've got a women's tournament coming up for two days this next week, I'm going to go back to where I grew up playing golf. And that's fine. Cause you can do that, but it just kind of adds something a little different. And I always looked at the nice conditions and thought, man, that'd be nice. And it is. But it's kind of it's more than just the shape of the course. So it's it it's been a really really happy experience for me so far. I want to challenge the listeners who would typically play public golf. One of the big sticking points for a lot of folks is the price that comes with it. 
And I think a lot of people are really surprised when when they put all their golf together for a month and realize it's really not that far off the price of country club play or private club play. Um, then I, I do feel like I am a little bit limited locally because I'll choose to play my course, but I also have a set select few lunatics who I play with who are willing to tolerate me and my, you know, we'll generously call it a driver swing uh, right now. But you know, that I, I think it surprises folks when they really sit down and measure the funds up and say, okay, maybe it's not that crazy. And you know, you have an opportunity to to create an experience beyond just a quick hit, 18 holes. And also you get to do it on a nicer co- course oftentimes with pace of play logic in place, which is <laughs> you know brilliant. That was the, the final kicker for me was, do I want to play four hours and 10 minutes on a, in the middle of a weekend every single time and expect that or to a chance the five and a half hour rounds that exist out there in, in some of these courses locally, which I've experienced. Um, and, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I have what I have and we play where we play here, but I, I wonder, and I'm, we will have a conversation going on THP starting on uh, this drops Friday, obviously, but <clears throat> Uh, I'm curious of pe- people's thoughts and and how they digest their golf, where they play, and what their intents is, um, and whether or not they've considered joining a golf course. Yeah, I mean, it's it it took a long time for us, and moving helped, but it's something that you know I've I've talked about two or three in the area several times, and I get it. Like the the initiation fee at some places, I think, is the main deterrent, right? I think that's that's which is the one that kind of you know it's their I don't want to say gatekeeping, but it kind of is. But then after that, whenever I broke down the monthly and that's even whenever Amanda kind of came around she's like, you know, that kind of, that makes, that makes a lot of sense, especially, you know, I'm not going to get free golf anymore. And, and it just, it's time and it, but there's, it's just, I, I can't describe it. It's the pace of plays big. Yeah. But it's everything else that goes with it. That's been, that's been the nicest thing. Awesome. I'm glad you're having fun. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah, then we're getting there. <laughs> Fast greens are nice, that's for sure. <laughs> One of the things I really wanted to talk about was what we're messing around with in the bag right now. I'm still fairway free in 2023. <laughs> and I just went back to a fairway. <laughs> Unavoidably. Um, but I I I love those Mizuno fly highs. They're insane, man. That I cannot believe how efficient those things are when you hit them good. Um, and especially firmer conditions, you get them launching low. I have this super low launching shaft in my two iron or whatever you want to call it utility. So it's like 16 degrees of just pure rage that <laughs> flies flat and straight and then hits and then looks like it's hitting concrete. And I, I'm the guy who used to be most comfortable when my ball dropped out with like uh, either some burn marks or some ice on it from the secondary atmospheres up there. <laughs> but you know that's been a good component for me but one of the things i i changed out is i put the tsr4 back in play and i am loving my experience with it right now uh it's been a lot of fun sounds great the shape uh when i was uh when i was experimenting with them i could not get over how much i liked the shape they put on the tsr4 i i think it's so well done um, I know you've spent time with them as well. 
but do you have a, a driver that you feel like is just clutch right now for you? <sighs> it's the TSR four. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no way. yeah, yeah. I have a, you know, I got fit for, for the titles experience last year and I got fit into the four, which was, I think it was the only guy that got fit into the four and that was kind of surprising, but I enjoyed it. You know, we did some things. Uh, I got to hit the triple diamond. I got the triple diamond. I really like it. Um, I've tried to make a couple others work recently and just kind of trying to force it. Whereas every time I put the TSR four back in and it just kind of clicks and, and I can, the, the shape and the size is what I like, even though it sounds dumb to like a smaller driver, I do. And I can just swing at it. And so pops on the forum who, you know, Butch, he's, he's a member at my course as well. So he's seen me now with like five different drivers and two weeks of playing with me. And that's what he said the other day, whenever I played one, he's like, you need to just play the Titleist." So we brought it today and first he, you know, I, it, it, it's there. And it's just what I'm most comfortable with. I think I like the sound. I like the shape. I like the look. I like the simplicity of it. You know, and that's yeah. So that that's actually cemented itself uh, as of today. Back in the bag. Funny enough. That's so funny. Do you have a shaft you're leaning on with it right now? Uh, I've got a Venice uh, black TR and in six X in it. That's what okay. I, I was. I was fitting to a Venice black six X, and whenever I got it, the shaft was kind of broken. Um, so I've I finally got around to to replacing, and I put the TR in it, and it's it clicks. It works with what I was fit to. It's ten degree head with that shaft and. And the heavy weights forward and I just swing it. <laughs> uh, and you're a UW for life kind of guy, right? Man, I, I am. I, I, I tried to get rid of carrying a three wood cause you know, I'm a strong three wood guy. Historically, I just like it off the tee. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to a two UW setup, 16 degree. And I found a 23 degree, which is a tour head. Uh, but I, the last, this last few days, I, I'm going to put a three wood back in the bag. And then I'm going to go back to the 19 and the 23. So I'll, I'll have, I mean, crap, I'm going to have four head covers in my bag. It's not a putter now. Look at me. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot for me. You, you've also always traditionally been a, a big wedge guy too, right? Have mm-hmm. you been messing around with a bunch of different wedges this year? Or are you pretty much locked in? Um, I ended up going with the, the jaws, uh, the raw face, because I I got each wedge with one of my kids' names on them and I let them totally design the wedge. So they got to pick every color on each head. Um, I was a little bit terrified of what was going to happen. You know, if there was going to be some combination of like pink, red, and brown, or something like that with it <laughs> uh but they all did good like, you know all ollie did his red and blue and the girls did some pink and teal and stuff like that so but i've been i've been hitting them really well i didn't go full face or anything uh, i just went full i, I went a, a wide sole on the gap wedge and then x grind on the other two and it's it's kind of slotted in really well so well it's awesome once i figure out the irons it'll slot in really well <laughs> You know what we should talk about, James? Uh, and I had planned on talking about it at the very start of the show, but we had some cool things to break down. Uh, it's U.S. Open Week, and by the time this drops, uh, I guess technically, technically round two will not have started yet, but round one will be in the books, assuming the California That's doesn't... That's right, because we're California be time. Yeah. yeah. So we're round in technically... I want your prediction on who's got the early lead and who is completely out of it already. I think 
I think Rory will be out of it already. Really? I do. You know what's an interesting stat? He has not won a major in nine years. Yep. Nine years. That's crazy. There's a whole conversation point there that we need to get into sometime because I've opinionated thoughts on it. But Bring it on, dude. Let's let's do it right now. Is Rory as good as we give him credit for? Well, he's won. Now, I'm not what? talking potential. I'm okay. not talking potential because we always I say. Give him the number. I know, I know, but we always say when he's on, he's the most talented in the world. Yeah. Who else and have we said that about? Tiger. Tiger. Probably, I bet you we've said it about DJ a time or two. DJ, DJ used to get that credit. I would never say it about Brooks Kepka unless you only had majors. Pretty much only U.S. No, Open. I mean, that's but that's fair. So that that but that right there brings the the interesting conversation, right? And I'm not even talking about any of the, the other crap that's going on. I'm just talking about play. The fact that Brooks passed Rory in majors is staggering. Yes, you look at other wins, and Rory, it's not even ever going to be in the ballpark. But if we me- <laughs> if we if we measure everything by these majors, like Rory's been a disappointment. Okay, well, let me ask you a question on that. Rory's going to be around for a while yet. Mm-hmm. If he wins a couple more, if he if he finds a way to break the streak, and and he's been close, that's one thing that we can't. I definitely think he gets another one. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think he's done. But he's been close. It's not like he's been a throwaway. Um, so let's say he gets one or two more. Can we still make this argument, or is the assumption that this is a truly logical argument assuming that nothing more is coming from here unless he goes on a phil run like phil did around this age right we saw phil go remember years and years and whatever else and then just go on an absolute we did phil doesn't get enough credit for the tear that he went on and how many he won how injured was tiger when phil went on his tear oh i mean that's but we had so many things that went on with Tiger beyond injury in that era. So and yeah, that, that's, that was that's gonna fair. Be my point because Phil always was there, right? Like he always had something. The problem was he was in the, a pretty heavy shadow. Yeah, but a lot of them he won. Like he he won. He big won. I, and, I'll never forget the him v Stenson at the British oh, Open. That was crazy. It was incredible. Yeah, it was like there was two guys golfing and everyone else is just watching. <laughs> but I mean, so but my thing with Rory is like if he goes on something like that, then yeah, maybe we kick back and say he delivered on all the promise. But right now, how can you look at it and say he's delivered? And it's not his fault with the hype machine. It's not. It's none of these guys' fault. And and to follow in an era like he did coming right on the heels of Tiger, it was inevitable. But everybody just acts like every single time that Rory it's Rory, here's Rory. And I've done it for years and I've kind of sat back now and just gone, but is it? So I have two things to say about that. Number one, here it's always here comes Rory dot dot dot, <laughs> and his short game sucks, <laughs> and his you know putting's I mean? terrible. Like, yeah, there's always that. First of all, there is a ridiculous collection of people, for, like a strange number of people who are deeply passionate about just taking a shit on Rory every chance they get, which oh, I don't yeah. understand. I don't either. Um, but that's fine. But there's also, it's always like the compliments that Rory gets include a, a, a talking point that comes out of the other side of the mouth at the same time. It's yeah. always like, you look great today, but... But, 
you smell bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's always something to add to it. It's never just like, wow, Rory. It's always like, wow, Rory. And also this about him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and maybe part of that's just being in the spotlight. I, I mean, I, for him, I, I will always think, and I think everybody else will. What if he doesn't collapse at Augusta? Yeah. I think the I think the entire story's changed. You can't tell me that that hasn't that hasn't played a role. Um, well, I mean, you know, the the stories this past week of oh he's in contention again at the RBC, and then you look Sunday and he's plus one, and of course everyone who is anti Rory is just frothing at the mouth to let people know about it. It's like yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't understand like the anti thing. If you're going to be anti, like it needs to be somebody who's earned it, like Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter, you know, or Sergio, Sergio, Patrick Reed, like those guys. Bryson, like they, I'll give they, Bryson that nod too. He's he's earned it now. Like, but they've done, you know, they've done things that have like merited this vitriol and everything else with it. With with Rory, there's there's not that for me. It's just like I think I'm just disappointed because I want to <laughs> see him. But I, I like, but I I like I would be the first guy to celebrate if Rory goes out this week and wins. Okay, like I, I, that's well, a that's a that's a win I can get behind. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, especially with everything else going on right now. Yeah. Okay. So more likely to. No, I'm not going to say this. Oh, do it! I can't wait. Easy. Come on, come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, we may as well get into like some some picks and and listen. I don't know a ton about LACC. Uh, <laughs> James and I watched a video on it, which kind of <laughs> dragged on before the show. Um, I've seen an overview where just like California is wrapped around it. And there's, there's a really cool tunnel you have to walk somehow, through to get to it. Somehow enough room for a golf course in that madness. Um, we've seen, we've seen, uh, I think Trackman data out of the Heather there, which looks mm-hmm. pretty awful from Fleetwood. That was pretty funny. We've seen balls rolling from the middle of the fairway. You said a whole bunch of yards into the rough. Oh yeah, like sixty yards just being dropped. Um, we've seen signs for a two hundred ninety yard par three, and we've also, based on the overview that <clears throat> that I've experienced, it looks like great shots will be rewarded. Maybe <laughs> I was about to say it, it's kind of one of those where like great shots may also get screwed. Yeah. Um. What I think my first question is, what do you think the final score will be to par this week? Oh man, I know that's so loaded. <laughs> that's so hard. Like, like, because here's the here's the awkward thing about the U.S. Open. I feel like they take deep levels of pride making sure it's near to par every time, and if it's not going great on Thursday or Friday they basically like put holes in it on Saturday uh, and turn it into a parking lot. You made an interesting comment and you can kind of build on that, that California is not exactly the place where you can bake out a golf course. It's always perfect there. So what's the solution? I mean, you mentioned it. Yeah. We, they can, they can, I guess we could go from like double cut and rolling them to triple cutting and rolling them and you know i have no <laughs> doubt the i have no doubt that the greens have got all the the sub air systems and everything else and they can firm them out and whatever else but i just it kind of falls in line with for me the last couple of years the 
the PGA has felt more like the U.S. Open than the U.S. Open used to. Interesting. And, and, and not to – I'm not talking like Chambers Bay stuff. Like, you know, we, we go back to some of those, which I, I'm, I'm here for. Like, if you want carnage, let's let's do carnage. But at the same time, this is kind of one of those that I don't know. I, am I crazy to think that, like, I think like seven or six probably wins it? Interesting. I don't know. But I'm, just, I, I'm I, a weird honestly, kind of guy who I, I'm so eager for the year where 15 wins it. I'm so excited for that. To watch like, heads explode. For all the <laughs> carnage they've put on and all the emotion they put into finishing at even par, I hope I hope that course just gets obliterated. But uh, doesn't doesn't it feel like this is one of those that could go way over par or way under par? Because mm-hmm. for all the rough and the rough is, I mean, but how many times have we said it? Oh, the rough is gnarly. The rough is gnarly. There's some wide fairways on this course in some of these mm-hmm. holes. Uh, I noticed that Greenside looks a bit hairy and where mm-hmm. Augusta is brutal with their false fronts and false backs. This appears to be like nature nature. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, Hey, you better have brought some boots because you're going to go hang out in that stuff over there. I don't even think the term gunch is approved here. <laughs> uh, it's just like stuff like the California, yeah. what should be here if we stopped watering everything that that will be curious to me um and i think it's a nice little segue into are there are there a small enough collection of guys who we really think are favorites here i mean i'm assuming i'm assuming brooks based on what we saw at the us open is or sorry not the us open <laughs> i got you on the pga the, the yeah. pga <laughs> is um uh, is primed to make another statement um it's major time but there are also a, a number of other guys who have proved that they are completely and utterly relevant at the major level and it's kind of an interesting like i don't know i you look at where it is and and I, for me like i have to look at a max homa and that's not just a fanboy thing i mean this is max's backyard right so We've seen that play out to advantages at times. I say, you know, I think Rory will be out of it day one. It wouldn't surprise me to see Rory make a run. Like, there's these guys that I just, I feel like we're going to get a bunch of names in contention that's going to feel like, yeah, they're all supposed to be there. I don't feel like this is going to be one where we have somebody at the end of day two at the top of the leaderboard and we're going, who? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. There, well, what I think is fun, especially right now, is there's so much depth and so much potential. I mean, you go down the list of guys that everyone's talking about, and then, the, oh, there's like a JT and, uh, you know, a guy like the uh, Cam Smith who just they're hanging out ready. They're ca- completely and utterly capable. Jordan Speed. I was going to say, you know, they're uh, capable. Tony yeah. Fee now, like these guys who can put it together easily for four days. And the, the big conversations all above that Scheffler, um, as I mentioned, the Morikawa, you know, the, these big names, uh, Brooks and, and Isn't Rory. it funny though? Like we're not even hardly talking about Rom. And how Rom, can we not be talking about guy, Rom, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> there seems to be so many guys who are completely relevant to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
how do you how do you lean into one? I, I know what you're going to do. You're going to do what you do always, and you say uh, Victor Hovland's <laughs> going to win everything. It's done. That's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> like I just I. But again, like we saw it, I, from what we've seen from him, like it's it's closer and it's going to happen eventually. I just like Victor because Victor stays so damn even keel about it all. I know we like there are people that like to say the you know at, at the PGA. Well, he he didn't care. Yes, he did to care. Do you think he wanted to not be Brooks? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, Brooks just went and won it. So what are yeah. you gonna do? I don't know. I I say that, but like the more I think about it, I really want to get on the Max Homo bandwagon this week. I saw some people downplaying Max's potential because it's at home. And, oh, that's what. Yeah. That's an interesting argument, but it's also like if he if he's not familiar, then it's a problem. If he's familiar, but then it's a problem. It's is, like is, can he only is, win in Florida? What's the story here? Because yeah, like, Max, <laughs> Max, I mean, he's not the kind of guy that's going to put added pressure on himself. Like he's going to go do what he does and be mm-hmm. either really happy or really pissed and self-loathing on Twitter afterwards. So, is there a guy out there in the field that you just really want to crash and burn? I don't know because I'm in this sadistic mode where a lot of these guys I really don't like. I would also enjoy seeing them at the top of the leaderboard just to watch people cringe. <laughs> like I loathe Bryson DeChambeau, but if Bryson was up towards the top, I would enjoy watching people just cringe. There's an, uh, I mean, I always who don't want him to win. Yeah. I, I always want to see Patrick Reed crash. I mean, that's the easy go-to there. Like I I'm, I'm okay with seeing Patrick Reed crash. I'd be okay with seeing Jordan Spieth crash. Okay. I'm not a huge Jordan guy. I know that's very contrary to, uh, to most of America, but I'm tired of Navy under armor, everything. Is it weird that I'd rather see Reed get a penalty or something inappropriate <laughs> than miss the cut? No, I think it's perfectly fair. As long as it's like in a, a marquee group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he actually shovels the sand in the bunker with his hand. Yeah, man. <laughs> that that provides me a great deal of entertainment. Listening to the, the rage that comes out of him doing things he probably ought not to. Um Pick one guy who you'd love to get flagged for slow play this week. I mean, you know exactly who that is. I just watched a video of him again the other day. It's it's Cantlay for me. <laughs> I was going to guess Cantlay. And I love uh, that he's like, I'm not slow. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> well, US Open got something to prove. If they can't beat him on the on the golf course, maybe drop a few plus maybe that's the way to do it right if the course is not limiting them they're just going to put everybody on the clock (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you think uh phil does this week oh i i mean i know that like a lot of i'm kind of over the phil thing too but i i would cheer if he managed to pull it off how could you not you know but i i don't know i think he makes the weekend i think that's about it okay uh, and you're landing on finals, final say, homer pick, and likely pick. Oh, final pick, Brooks Kepka. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be no, different. I'm fine with that. I I think I, honestly, the departure on the PGA Tour, Brooks made has made me like him so much. More. I think. 
I mean, watching him at the end, like he's you remember when he was winning, he had that swagger. Yeah. Like he's just it's he just walk into the ball and watched everything. It's it's there again, even when he misses. Like it's I wouldn't mind him going on playing on like the DP tour for a while and just to come back for majors, just so I don't have to put up with him in the tournaments he doesn't care about. <laughs> then he comes back and wins majors. I'm like, yeah, dude, Brooks. <laughs> yeah, just, just think if he's in the hunt on this one with three in a row when he probably should have won at Augusta. That's crazy. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Well, uh, it should be a fun weekend. I think there's an awful lot of uh, a awful lot of excitement on the field. What what could be possible? Um, I I know I'll be watching. That's for sure. I love the. I I know not a lot of people love it. I love the West Coast golf because it it's like pushing into my evening, yep. which you know is a big thrill of mine. Um, later starts in the morning which is great for me <laughs> not to be too selfish, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. And and hopefully we will definitely have a, a very active, uh, a very active chat on THP following along with the tournament. If everyone, anyone wants to jump in and chat with a bunch of crazy golfers who just want to either see blood or carnage or emotion or, uh, you know, ridiculous putts, whatever it is. Uh, there is one more thing I need to talk about and, uh, you, you already know what happened, but I was playing golf this weekend. Uh, it was Sunday and <clears throat> playing with a longtime friend and THP member. His name is uh, Andy and it was raining and we were on the third hole and I'd already played 36 the day before and 18 the day before that. And I, dude, I was so over golfing. <laughs> I just wanted to go home and go back to sleep. It was an early tea time and it started raining on us. And I was like, can you, can, we cannot possibly get out of here fast enough. I found one rain glove in my bag. It was the right hand, which, <laughs> you know, is not ideal. I would have taken the left hand. So the club was already kind of waving at me as I was driving through the golf ball. And then this goofball in the middle of a rainy Sunday steps up with a nine iron. Uh, one hops it off the fringe and it rolls out like a putt into the hole for his very first hole in one. Uh, I, I got to give a shout out because I know he listens to all the episodes. What an unbelievable thing. It was super cool to witness. Uh, I think he owes me like at least another 17 or 50 drinks. I can't decide for what sure. the number is. That's fair. But uh, yeah, always a, always a bridesmaid, James. Always, Never a bride. Always a bridesmaid. It's, it's gonna happen. It has to happen. It's still a thrill to see it go in. And you know what? You know what that did? Have you ever gotten in a group where everyone hits the green real tight, mm-hmm. and then you're like, if you don't hit the green just as tight, you're like, wow, I really suck at golf. Yep. But then and then the next par three everyone misses the green and you step up there i'm like i don't know how the hell i'm gonna hit this green now that that difference uh of confidence that just is shared with the group as soon as he put that in i had massive expectations of like well we're all making whole ones now you know (laughs) it's just a (laughs) fun deal but then this idiot goes up on the fifth hole which is another par three and this and this ball is tracking the whole way i'm like you cannot do it too too two par threes and three holes. You are not about to drop it in. And sure enough, it bounced off to the right and we continue living our lives. But <laughs> that uh, it's, it's funny the kind of confidence seeing one of those things goes in, seeing one of those things go in brings to someone who would otherwise tell you it's just never going to happen. So 
Way to go, Andy. Yeah, way to go, buddy. And I will tell you, I, I, I was out with the family tonight, which is Wednesday. So for everyone listening, a couple days ago. And on the ninth hole is a par five. I hit this beautiful fade around the corner with my driver, nonetheless. Uh, I had 172 yards into the hole as a front pin. And this ball never left the damn pin. And I'm like, well, I mean, he made a hole in one. I may as well make an albatross. And sure enough, it hits, spins back a little bit, ends up three feet away. And, and I'm back to reminding myself that it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I did make the eagle. So uh, thank goodness for that. But either way, yeah, shout out to Andy. Congrats, man. What a cool thing. Uh, if you are in the thread again this week, tell me tell me about your hole in ones because I'd rather hear about them than not. So oh, they're gonna be they're gonna be too busy making fun of uh, all my picks and and things I've said. So don't we, worry. We've presented quite a bit here. I've given um, some ammunition. Yeah, yeah, man. Are you playing golf this weekend? Or are you watching it? I'm just gonna watch. I I, I it's time to just <laughs> to to cool off for a little bit. I played a lot in the last three days, so okay. I'm just gonna kick back and enjoy it. Nice. I think I've got a little bit of kids baseball to attend, but other than that, I should be watching. So for all you guys out there, I hope you enjoy this U.S. Open, this uh, interesting chapter out there in, at LACC. And I hope the guys you want to win do well. And I hope the guys you want to crash and burn, crash and burn, unless it's Rory, then stop hating. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> or if you're playing golf this week, have fun, make it count. Hey, man, I, par threes are easy so far as I know. So go ahead and uh, just knock one in and tell me all about it. Either way, make it count. Have a great time. And we will catch you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.